Hey, uh, and welcome to Rumor Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And if you want to check out the music videos we're discussing today, you can check them out on our YouTube channel and on Facebook. And with that being said, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal. Hi, friend. How are you? What's going on? Oh, you know, the huge getting through a long week and looking forward to the weekend to just chat it up about, you know, some of our uh, favorite artists. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I feel like the year is winding down. So what better way to, you know, start ending the year? I love it. This week's artists <laughs> are um, the one, the only, they maybe the, 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 the first ladies of hip hop, perhaps. Ooh. Icons. There's no, there's no question. These ladies cemented themselves into hip hop culture, definitely paved the way for future female hip hop artists. And if you didn't know who we were talking about, we are talking about the one, the only. The one, the only. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper's here. So, 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 and pepper's here. <laughs> and they're in effect? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> always in effect. It's always bad when you're not in effect. You have to be in effect <laughs> at all times. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so, you know, doing research on these lovely ladies of course i mean of course we know who salt and pepper is um salt cheryl james peppa sandy denton dj spinderella who interestingly enough there's been a couple of uh iterations of of spinderella which i didn't actually i remember there was a, a swap at yeah. the beginning um and a, and a swap later on um but yeah, there was, mm -hmm. it's always interesting kind of when you're doing these, these deeper mm -hmm. dives into these, um, to these artists, but Salt from Brooklyn, Peppa, born in Jamaica, but got here when she was six years old, living in Queens. They actually worked at a call center together at Sears and that's how they met. And then they also were nursing students at Queensborough Community College. Fun fact about that call center, Martin Lawrence and Kid and Play also worked at that call center. So can you just imagine, can you imagine calling up that call center and getting any one of those people answering your call? Oh my goodness. <laughs> trying to ask you or you asking them about your warranty or whatever it was. It's just, I can only imagine like the key key of it all. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love to work there. I feel like they would have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because if you have to have that type of job, it's like you you have to, it should be with your, your friends, your buddies. Yeah. That makes the, the time go by, go by quickly. Another person that worked there was Herbie Lovebug Azor, 
I believe that's how we we're pronouncing his name, Azor. He was actually studying music production and he and Salt were in a relationship. And basically how they kind of came together, Herbie had a school assignment to put together a record, if you will. And they put together the song called The Showstopper, which was an answer record to Dougie Fresh's The Show. And do you remember, like, I remember back in that time, there were a lot of answer records or kind of diss records, sort of, um, but like all in good fun. Yeah, like battles. Not not really like how it is today. Like yeah. they, you know, they go for blood today, but back then it still was serious, but it, you know, the undertone of it, I think was all in kind of good fun. Mm. But anyway, they put together this record for this class project. And at that time, they were just a duo and their name was called Supernature. I was not aware of that. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So Herbie Lovebug passed this song along, his completed, you know, class assignment to DJ Marley Marl, if who, if you remember, had the yep. rap show on probably 98.7 or was it WBLS? Or maybe it was 98.7 and then it switched to WBLS. Doesn't matter. It was on one of the station, the big stations in um in New York City. He played this song and the song got a lot of requests. Um, but because it was a school assignment, it wasn't available commercially. The independent record label Pop Art Records stepped in and offered to give the song an official release. And it actually reached number 46 on the US Billboard RB charts, which is pretty friggin' successful for a school project, I would say. Absolutely. So folks, get in there, keep on your grind. Go to school. You never know. <laughs> or actually, don't, don't go to school. Do what you feel right in your spirit. Do what you feel right in your spirit. But I'm just no. saying, if you do go to school, go to you, school. Can, you can. You just never, you just never know what can um, come, come, come from it. You need the foundations. Yeah, sure. Go, yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> if that is your journey. Um, but no judgments here, either way. Don't listen to Crystal Kings. <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> so it was after the success of that, Pepper stopped being nursing students to focus on pursuing this hip hop career full time. Um, and it was at that time that they changed the name to Salt and Pepper. And that was based on one of the showstopper lyrics, which was, right now I'm going to show you how it's supposed to be because we the Salt and Pepper MCs. So basically people were calling the radio station and they were requesting the song, but they were like, play Showstopper by Salt and, Pe by Salt and Pepper. Because you didn't really, back then, sometimes you didn't know who sang the song, but you kind of knew the lyric. So they assumed that that was, um, that was their name and it stuck. And then in 1985, the group got signed to a record label called Next Plateau Records. And the record label just wanted to release a single at first. So that's when they recorded I'll Take Your Man, um, classic. And then kind of once that happened, that's when the record company requested a full length album. Um, and then it was Herbie Lovebug who thought, you know, that the group would be better as a trio to be more along the lines of like a Run DMC. So that's when he recruited DJ Latoya Hansen, and she was called Spinderella. 
Um, and then in 1986, that's when the group's debut album came out. And interestingly enough, this was not a self-titled debut album. This album was oh. called, I know, sh- shocker, this album was called Hot, Cool, and Vicious. But I feel like it worked for, I feel mm. like for something like this, because you're kind of, you know, you're just on the scene. There hadn't been any female rappers up to this point. So it's like, yeah, let's just kind of go with this and see where we see where we go. So that Spinderella was in the group for a few months, but then she departed after they finished the album, but before it was distributed in stores. And then in 1987, so this would have been a year later, the Spinderella that we know is Deidre Roper, and she was a local DJ from Brooklyn. Like she learned to DJ, DJing with vinyl in the 80s. Uh, She was only actually 16 at the time. What? Yeah. So she needed to actually get her parents' permission to, um, you know, to travel with the group. And obviously she did get the permission. I'm just wondering if I'm her parent back then, am I giving her permission to go traveling the country with me? strangers but like Um, yes make that money make that money i mean i don't know to do this thing called hip-hop that's like a man's game like i don't know Uh, but listen her 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 parents were like i'm curious i would love to to know kind of how that conversation went because i mean that was that was also a different time i don't know it's it's interesting i feel like parents might be more willing to do that in this day and time but Mm. in the 80s hmm Interesting. Okay. Um, Spinderella, if you would like to uh, shut me up, please just uh, drop an email at remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Oh, yep. <laughs> fun fact. Ooh. Are you ready for this? I love fun facts. Okay. Guessing game. Do you, because you might know this already. So they were looking for a new DJ to, uh, to replace the previous one. They auditioned different people or proposition different people. Do you know any of the people that were potentially offered this gig? Um, DJ Bunny. Lady Bunny. <laughs> Lady no. Bunny. Um, <laughs> uh, Moby. Wow. He almost got the gig. Almost. <laughs> you got one more, you got one more guess. Uh, Clue. No. Wendy Williams. What? Yes. I kind of feel like I knew that. You might have known that. Like, there's a clip from her show back when she had her show, and she talks about that. Um, And then she actually mentions that she had mentioned it when she was on the radio in New York. So you probably heard it one of those times, but it just didn't register. I had actually never heard that before. So I was like, what? But she was was a on-air DJ, like DJ, like talky talky, not DJ scratchy scratchy. Correct. <laughs> so she'd have, she'd have to learn how to scratchy scratch. Right. But I thought it was interesting because I think the original DJ was an actual DJ. And then we know Deidre Roper, Spinderella that we know, she's an actual, mm-hmm. actual DJ, but it could have been, maybe that wasn't necessarily a prerequisite at the moment, maybe they were just kind of going for a look and they were like, 
yeah, let's kind of entertain this. Um, but listen, Wendy was in DC. She was on this this AM radio station and just really wanted to stay focused on being a radio DJ. So she uh, she declined. And I'm glad for everybody's sake she did. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, I don't know that her heart would have been in this. <laughs> yeah, no. So that first album, Hot, Cool, and Vicious, it had the showstopper. It had my mic sound nice. And it had Tramp. Mm. And we know my mic sound nice. Like we, we, I feel like we referenced that probably. <laughs> we didn't do it today. Not today. But usually when we do our little sound checks, we, we do all the all the other times. But for whatever reason, today we decided not to. <laughs> so this, I also didn't realize this, which I may have known it back then, but completely out of my mind. So um, this album also had Push It on it. However, it was a remix created by a San Francisco DJ and producer called Cameron Paul that actually, that's the one, that's the version that we know. That's the radio version. That's the mainstream version. I didn't realize that that was a remix. To me, it's not like drastically different, but it's different enough to just, I think, be a little bit more um, for that mainstream audience. Yeah, I mean, I remember that song and, oh God, I was a child. I remember thinking, these lyrics are a little risque. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I felt some tingling in my pants. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Two fun facts about Push It are one, Salt and Pepper didn't really like this song. They thought it was a little too poppy and they didn't want to be viewed as like pop sellouts. Cause before that they were a little bit more on the on the harder side. And the other fact is that the remix became such a radio hit that the album was re-released to include that remix. There are album versions in existence that just have the album version of Push It, and then they have re-releases that have this remix version, which is kind of like, yeah. I mean, it kind of vaguely sounds familiar, but again, we're talking, what is this? Oh my God, 40 years ago? I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. I don't remember any of these things. Sounds crazy. <laughs> so that was in 1986. In 1988, they released Assault with a Deli Peppa, which I always loved the title of that album. Oh, yeah. A couple songs from that one were Shake Your Thing and Twist and Shout. 1990, Black's Magic came out, and that gave us expression and the oh-so-popular, oh-so-groundbreaking Let's Talk About Sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. What a classic. What a classic. And then their fourth studio album was very necessary. And that was the album that we're going to cover today. That album was released on October 12th, 1993. Yeah, it was very necessary to have that album. Yeah. This album really made Salt and Pepper household names. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> First single came out on September 21st, 1993. It was written by Salt and Peppa, 
and a gentleman by the name of Mark Sparks. And the title of this was Shoop. Shoop. This reached number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it topped the Hot Rap Singles chart at number one. And this song actually used a sample of the Sweet Inspirations version of the iCats, I'm Blue, the Gong Gong song. And the line, the voodoo that you do so well, was quoted from Cole Porter's 1929 song, You Do Something to Me. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And it also features an uncredited verse by rapper that goes by the name of O'Twain, Big Twan Lover Roberts. I'm not sure if his mom named him Big Twan Lover. Um, I hope not. <laughs> but maybe that was his name on the streets. Yeah. This video was directed by Scott Calvert. He also directed videos for some of my favorite rappers, Eric B and Rakim, oh, Kumo D, that. Fresh Prince, and Jazzy Jeff. You know, parents just don't understand video. Mm-hmm. He also directed the uh, Basketball Diaries movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Wahlberg. So, yeah, he does movies and videos. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, and Peppa mentioned that, quote, the concept for Shoop started with me chilling in Queens, riding around in the car, and I'm telling the story of how I saw a brother I had to kick it to. I'm not shy, so I asked for the digits, and that does not make me a hub. This story became the song and inspiration for the first verse. The group also mentioned how they had to jump through hoops in order to get Shoop um, released as the very first single. There apparently was a lot of pushback from the label because this was a song that Herbie Lovebug did not produce or write on. Now, interestingly enough, most of the tracks from the previous albums were written by Herbie Lovebug. This track, was actually written by Salt and Pepper. I'm gonna say that. Basically, we have you know these two women who are on the scene. They're they're female MCs, but they're not writing their own lyrics. Um, and then there's this this man behind them that is you know writing and producing. So you know for this album, the fact that Shoot was such a massive hit. Um, I'm sure it was was validation um, to them, and you know, made them made them feel like, yeah, we belong here, and they certainly did. They sure enough did. Sure enough, <laughs> who's the master? Sure enough. <laughs> uh, sure enough, the last dragon. Which, when we get to album, um, I need a rewatch. When I say who's the master, you say show enough. Who's the master? Show enough. Oh my God, time off. <laughs> I love me some time off. When we go, we have to cover this when we're going through music soundtracks. Have to. Oh, yes. Oh my God, that's right. Oh, all right. Um, but yeah, this music video is, um, I mean, it's a classic. 
So the music video begins with Salt and Peppa driving up in a convertible at the beach and later flirting with some men. They're playing dice on the sidewalk. Uh, Peppa gets out of the car and is asking the guy's name, and she is not afraid to show him she likes him. And then we see Salt and Peppa and Spinderella on a dance stage, and they're wearing striped shirts and booty shorts, knee pads, and they're about to dance. The dance stage has giant X's on the floor and has neon lights that reads, girls, girls, girls. It feels very MTV The Grind. Do you remember that? Yes! Um, And so Peppa's performing, and there's choreo happening behind her that includes Salt and Spinderella. Um, She's also performing by the convertible with Salt and Spinderella, who are making love to the camera. And at one point, Peppa's niece shows up because she's witness. And I'm not sure if you notice when the camera pans down, uh, there's a close up to Peppa's peppercorn. And I'm like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next verse, Salt takes the lead and with the girls walking behind her in the hood. Uh, there's a superior market in the background. Did you ever shop in Superior Market? No. Never heard of it. I feel like I have. Um, anyways. <laughs> and they make their way to the basketball courts. Uh, the girls are distracting the players as one of the ballers gets the rock stolen from him. So you see in basketball, they call the basketball the rock. Is that so? Sports ball. Um, what you know about that? I feel like it was in a movie once. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we see a hot guy with no shirt. Uh, but he's wearing a quilted vest. Uh, pants were hanging low, showing his boxers. And I remember when that was a look. Do you remember when that was a look? Yep, I remember. I always wanted to, like, do that. But, I mean, again, I was really young. So me walking around with a vest with no shirt on, not, um, yeah, wasn't right. It might be a little weird. <laughs> Next scene, <laughs> we're uh, on the beach in Coney Island because we see the Ferris wheel in the back as the ladies are sitting on their beach chairs on a nice beach day that was very cloudy. They see some shirtless hunks playing touch football on the sand. The football lands by the ladies, and one of the guys says, Yo, Sandy, I want to, like, taste ya. <laughs> Later, Salt summons a man in a three-piece suit that's walking uh, down the shore, and of course he needs to take his clothes off because it's way too hot for that. And he gets down to some Speedos, and Salt is all about it. And then the iconic line starts. Oh, my goodness. Classic. So then we see Big Tuan, uh, and he joins everyone on stage. He's wearing a blue bandana on his head and appears to be wearing a jean vest. Okay, everyone, it's gay history time. <laughs> Uh-oh. What is the meaning behind that? Who in class knows what blue means in hanky code? Any guesses? Um, that you like boys? Well, yes, but not <laughs> exclusively. Anyways, navy blue means anal sex. So if you have your hanky on the left side, that means you're a top. And if you have it on your right side, that means you're a bottom. Anyways, <laughs> the more you know. Interesting. Swan might be shaking in his boots right now. Why? I mean, he has it on his head, so it means nothing. <laughs> you should not be afraid of anal sex. Wow. With consent. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. 
Oh, sorry. Back to the video. The ladies grab a chair for Big Tuan, and Peppa starts to give him a lap dance. And then the, the ladies perform choreo in front of him while he watches. Uh, we go back to the beach and we see lifeguard trainees doing jumping jacks. And the ladies of Salt and Pepper are pointing at all the hunks they see at the beach. They're catcalling, they're blowing kisses. Oh my God. I remember being catcalled once. Um, it was by a guy and I was crossing the street and he went up to me and he was like, yo, pa, yo, yo, pop, can I talk to you? And I turned around and I was, and I was like, me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. But thank you. Because I was so, like, honored and, like, I don't know. That was nice of him. Oh, how sweet. I remember once witnessing a guy catcall a woman, and you could tell she wasn't into it. And he was like, I think he was, like, going, psst, psst. Or I think he's like, he was like, damn. And when he said that, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> And he got so upset because he was obviously <laughs> trying to cat call of the woman, but I took it as he was doing it to me, and he was like, I'm not gay. Right. <laughs> yeah. He might be now. I'm the hero of that story. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, couple of couple of observations here. So the dice game that they're that that they were playing um by the beach, that was a game called CeeLo. Yeah. That used to be played just kind of around high school or that's just what what dudes did well not just dudes but that's what what people did so i love that it was just kind of like yeah like we're just gonna get these dudes playing this game and we're just gonna go up to them and um you know objectify them <laughs> basically um kind of kind of flip it we've talked about this before because we are very we're pro objectifying men here that's okay we have we're pro um especially though for this time that was something that was mostly done in the reverse so it was refreshing if you will to see a, a, a little change up a little change up and even um salt had mentioned that uh well salt and pepper both uh mentioned in an interview that this was a fun shoot for them. They got to audition all these guys and they were living for it. It was great. I love <laughs> Fun that. times. Um, Salt was from Brooklyn. So she used to go to Coney Island all the time. So it was great to kind of be there, you know, filming again. Um, another interesting, um, interesting thing that I always remember from this song was, so at the, the very beginning of the song, when Peppa, is speaking and she's like oh how you doing baby no not you the bow-legged one so i don't know about your experience with with that with that term but i remember back then and even before this song came out so men with bowl with bow legs were always considered to be good lovers so i always got a kick out of out of that because i think she was bringing something to the mainstream that I don't know that that's a thing that, you know, the mainstream would be aware of, but I love that she was just kind of like, nope, your legs look perfect, but we want you with the, the yellow arch leg because I think you're going to really, really get me good. 
<laughs> oh my. <laughs> so I um I appreciate that. But I mean, we to this very day, and I feel like a lot of my friends to this very day, we say, <laughs> "Oh, he's coming this way!" Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anytime something warrants kind of like a ooh, that's that's the next thing that that follows one hundred percent. He's coming this way. Yeah. I mean, that could be like, you know. The lunch we ordered, the dinner, like, you know, when the <laughs> our drinks are coming. <laughs> Any, anything, anything and everything. <laughs> what a man, that bow-legged one. <laughs> Look at that. That leads us to our next single. What a man. What a Man, that was released December 2nd, uh, 1993. So the rap lyrics were written by Herbie Lovebug and Salt. And the song, What a Man, itself was written by Dave Crawford and originally recorded for Stax Records by an artist by the name of Linda Lindell. Um, she was a white singer who had been supporting acts like James Brown and Ike and Tina Turner. And, and the song was essentially improvised by Linda Lindell, and she did it in two takes. Um, and that song itself was released as a single in 1968. According to the Wikipedes, the record came to the attention of the KKK, and they actually threatened Lindell for associating with Black musicians. And as a result, she largely withdrew from the music business for the next 25 years. Oh, wow. Crazy. Oh, my God. That is... Uh... That infuriates me. People are nuts. That's, out. That's insane. Um, so anyway, in 1993, Salt and Pepper recorded this song. It was um, retitled What a Man, which was also on In Vogue's album, uh, Runaway Love, um, which is also cool that it was released on In Vogue's album and it got to release on Salt and Pepper. So it's like, it's a love fest. Everybody can get you know, get the love. And this this yeah. was also a huge record, huge in the karaoke catalogs. Like this is a, a guaranteed one to um, get get folks into it. Cause you're like, am I in Vogue? Am I Salt? Am I Peppa? Am I Spinderella? Like, who am I? Who am I? You can just kind of pick who you were. Um, <laughs> the song peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100s and number seven on the UK singles chart and number six on the UK dance singles chart. It was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, but it actually wound up losing to Boys to Men, who had the massive record, I'll Make Love to You, during that year. Uh, yeah, that's a hard one. That was a toughie. Um, it did win three video music awards, Best Dance Video, Best R&B Video, and Best Choreography in 1994. Frank Gatson was the choreographer along with Randy Connor. And uh, we've seen him before as well because he choreographed My Love You Never Gonna Get It and Brandy's I Wanna Be Down. This was another video that was directed by Matthew Rolston. We've, he's appeared on our, in our episodes before. He did In Vogue's Never Gonna Get It. He did Brandy's 
best friend. He did Madonna's Power of Goodbye. He did Escapes, Feels So Good. I mean, Matthew Olsen, again, giving sexy vibes. And we definitely get sexy vibes in this music video. We start with the silhouette of Salt standing on a canopy bed, taking her shirt off. Um, we see Peppa in a bath with her legs in the air and then spreading them open. And then we see a shot of dancers all they're all all of these shots are in a uh, blue tint. So we see Don Robinson and the girls of En Vogue in a tint of orange. They're all have like young sexy outfits, like lots of plaid and stripes, midriff shirts, mm -hmm. shorty skirts and booty shorts and very earth tones. We're getting browns and oranges and blacks. And they're singing and they're dancing in a pool hall while men are playing pool. Salt, Peppa, and Spinderella join them with dancing and the crowd forms. It's kind of like a cipher, if you will. And then Salt starts us off with the first verse um, in the cipher and everyone's dancing along. And at one point, a man in a black bandana is snuggling into Salt's neck and she laughs out loud because he's so crazy. <laughs> All right, back to class. Do we know what a black black hanky? <laughs> I was just actually about to ask, what does a black hanky mean? So it's S and M. So if you have it on your left, you're a heavy S and M top, and if you have it on your right, you're a uh, S and M bottom. Okay. The more you know. <laughs> All right. Next refrain is strictly choreo with the salt and pepper ladies and their dancers. Verse two, uh, we have Pep in her bath and she has braids in form of a what? Bob. A Bob, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and um, while she's in the tub, she has like curls on top of it as well. Um, and she's talking about her man, who in this video is Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Jersey's pride and joy. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so he's working out with no shirt. Um, he has jeans with his boxer showing. Um, and Pep is spotting him um, just to make sure he could lift the weight. Um, actually, she's doing muscle worship um, where she's just feeling all up on him. And she's wearing a Naughty by Nature bandana. And do you know what a Naughty by Nature bandana <laughs> means? Does it mean that it is other people's property? Oh, that is brilliant. I was going to say you just like Naughty by Nature, but great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'd be down with OPP. Yeah. Anyways, so um, he later gifts her with a white fluffy pussycat. Um, but back to the bath, Pepper has one leg straight in the air and she is lathering the shit out of it. And then again, she spreads her legs while she's in the tub revealing her white soapy suds. Then Spinderella jumps into the cypher and it's the, I think, the, is this the first time we hear Spinderella on this album? Like doing a little rhyme? Yeah. Anyways, I remember being excited when um, I got to hear her. I remember being excited too. Her sexy setup is her laying by a fireplace uh, on a polar bear skin rug while in a lacy black number Cut to her in a white button collar shirt with a man behind her. And he's hugging on her. And he's wearing a green bandana. 
Uh-oh. And do we know what a green bandana is? Um, does it mean that he only likes jealous gays? No. <laughs> so a hunter green bandana means daddy play. So if you wear a green bandana on the left side, um, you're a daddy. And if you wear it on the right side, you're an orphan boy looking for a daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Spinderella... Spinderella is about to curse, and the ladies of En Vogue cover her mouth and prevent her from making this a rated R song. Then En Vogue takes the center stage to do their choreo, um, and it interlaces with the Salt and Pepper ladies doing choreo with their male dancers. Next, we see Salt back with her verse, and she's in a white silk pajama top next to the canopy bit that has um, a white net over it, and we see a mirror reflecting a chandelier. Uh, we see her putting her gentleman collars of black and white checkered boxer shorts. Do you remember boxer shorts with, like, they were the thing? Oh, yes. I remember having a lot of boxer shorts growing up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have many boxer shorts, but... <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fair. Um... <laughs> Anyways, they, they have no support. Um, <laughs> anyway, so and, um, at one point in the music video, we see the kids her man spends quality time with in the video, and it's adorable. Then, out of nowhere, the crowd starts passing wooden chairs up to the front, and the salt and pepper ladies make their male dancers sit on them while they do lap dances and other assorted choreography. All the while, the En Vogue ladies are cheering them on. When the routine is over, the salt and pepper ladies break character push the men out of the chairs, and shoo them away. End scene. Um, but can we say how Maxine from En Vogue is really bringing the vocals on this? And all, all the women look stunning. Everyone's hair is done perfectly, makeup, earth tones, gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, and like like cool right because not to say that in vogue isn't cool but like there's some street yeah. cred to them now right because salt and pepper had street cred and it's kind of like it just made them cooler and i also think uh salt and pepper got cooler because they had in vogue on there too so i think it was a mutual coolness enhancement if you will yeah <laughs> And again, listen, if there's if there's two things that we don't talk about more on this podcast, it's Bob's and the <laughs> fact that our artists that we like all hang out together. Like those are two things that will run through almost every episode <laughs> of Remember Music videos. And um, we love to uh, we love to see it. We love to see it. I love that. Yeah. And we kind of felt like, you know, we got uh, a little glimpse into the relationship between Tretch and Peppa, who, you know, they started dating. They later even got married, got divorced a couple years after that. But, you know, they, they were, you know, uh, an item. Tupac was cast as Salt's love interest. I didn't realize that was Tupac. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw an interview with Spinderella saying that how you don't see like a full on shot of him. Yeah. And that was kind of done specifically because um according to her 
the record company thought he wasn't the greatest look for their image. So it seemed like they kind of okayed him being in the video, but were kind of like, let's try to cleverly not shoot him. So, so like you and other people could be like, oh, I don't know who that is. It's just somebody in the bandana. Who liked anal sex. Oh, damn. Guess what? Like heterosexual couples can have anal sex. You're so right. <laughs> and they do. And they do. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, they do. <laughs> anal sex, no anal sex. It's none of your business. Hey, look at that. You're right. You're right. And listen, it was that attitude that, you know, led to their next single, which was, huh. None of your business. That came out on August 30th of 94. That was written and produced by um, Herbie Lovebug. It won the award for best rap performance by a duo or a group at the 37th annual Grammy Award. Prior to that, when they had been nominated for the award twice, first time in 1989 with Push It, and then the second time in 1992 with Let's Talk About Sex, but it was none of your business that got them their first award. It was also nominated for uh, Best Dance Video and Best Choreography at the 1995 MTV Video Music Awards. But they lost out to Scream by Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson for both awards. And I mean, valid. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's tough competition. Yeah. I will say though, I, I like how, you know, they were coming on the scene and they still had these, these records that were pushing the envelope, you know, with, with Push It, with Let's Talk About Sex, and then with, with None of Your Business. Totally. These songs did well and got them nominations. So love that. Yeah. And Matthew Ralston was the director for this music video as well. And I mean, clearly, because this video is sexy. The video starts with the newspaper headline of the New York Daily, which it's not a real newspaper. Um, <laughs> and it reads, Salt and Pepper, The Untold Story. Um, then we see a shot of Salt caressing her face in sunglasses. Then we see the next paper uh, with the newspaper named Big Talk mm -hmm. with the headline that reads, Private Lives of Salt and Pepper, Exclusive Story. Gossip Connections headlines next with Salt and Pepper, Too Sexy? Question mark, question mark. Peppa has uh, long, thin braids, uh, two ponytails on the side and bangs, and she brushes uh, her hands across her breasts. Uh, she's wearing a light blue metallic mini, mini skirt and a matching jacket. But all these outfits are, we see in color, but we also start out with black and white. Um, and we see Saul in a shirt where the pink top is tied in a knot and she's showing her abs. Um, there's a metallic silver bra underneath Sprinderella has long straight hair with one braid um, and all the girls have really heavy makeup uh, and it's sexy. Uh, Spinderella is wearing a blue metallic bra 
and shorts and an orange button shirt over. Then we see a bunch of gays and lesbians yelling out, it's none of your business. We see interracial couples making out, uh, mixed with shots of an older, let's say not that attractive man and an older uh, woman yelling at the camera. Then the salt and pepper ladies walk out of a silver tinsel like curtain um, on stage with dancers. And in this setup, they're wearing pink and black uh, outfits. And here, Herbie mm-hmm. is the announcer slash MC. Oddly enough, next scene, the ladies are covered in mud and they're splattering all over the place. They seductively rub mud on each other, comically slip and slide, and seductively wash it off with a showerhead hose. Next setup is on stage, but this time everyone's wearing black bras and cutoff jeans. Then three male strippers come out and they start taking their clothes off. Then we have the point of view from the stage when the strippers go to the audience and all the girls, including the salt and pepper ladies, are hooting and hollering, (laughs) uh, giving their ones and touching the strippers because it's that type of establishment. The video is sexy because of the editing. So we're cutting in and out of black on the drum beat. And that just kind of gives it that sexy um, appeal. And um, I remember seeing in the interview where uh, Salt says, the white folks love none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Yeah, but that was the video. I really loved it. And of course, it's a great message, right? It's kind of like, if I want to take a guy home with me tonight, that's none of your business. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this song came out in 94. And we're talking about 30 years ago. And this was the message that we're pushing. We're we're still trying to push this message, but people still haven't quite wrapped their brain around how to stay out of people's business. Um, but to kind of come out with this in 1994, being Black women who are still trying to kind of stake their claim in a, in a male-dominated world, and also to have this message of empowerment and, and sexiness and just kind of like, you know, being who you are and to feature, you know, queer people, that was something that um, should be applauded 100%. I mean, I remember being a young gay boy and seeing like, oh my God, Salt and Pepper supports the gays. It was really good to see. But yeah, I mean, if white folks love this song, I feel like we need to play this in Congress, right? Or Brilliant. Like, in the Supreme Court. <laughs> because it's like, listen, stay out of my life. Like, these laws should not be affecting what I do in my bedroom. Yeah. Or anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. They love to be in people's bedrooms. They really love it. It's so, it's kind of creepy, actually, when you think about it. That all being said, at the end, Salt wraps up the song with her final, with her final lyrics, which are, so the moral of the story is, who are you to judge? There's only one true judge, and that's God. So interestingly enough, they don't really perform this song anymore. Um, at least that was the case a few years back maybe some things have have changed you know now that she's older she's embraced religion a little bit more i believe she's seventh day adventist which is that's pretty kind of hardcore she basically um 
is not a fan of the sexually salacious content of this of this song anymore. No, I do like the line uh, after where she goes, "So chill and let my father do his job." So listen, I think I think your point is valid, listeners. Please write your congressman. Tell them to play this song when Congress is in session. And then let them know to play it to the end so then they can hear about God being the judge and to let the father do his job. And let us know how that goes. Yeah. And then, you know what? Let him decide if we're going to heaven and hell. Exactly. Or let her decide, yeah. Or let them. Yeah, let them decide. And guess what, folks? That wasn't hard. Let them decide. Easy breezy. Get into it. (laughs) So the final single from this uh, Very Necessary album was released in 1994. This single was titled Heaven or Hell. This was written by Herbie Lovebug, Mike Oliver, Stephen Azor. It was produced by Herbie and Salt and Pepper. In the United States, it was released alongside None of Your Business as a double A-sided single. And the song samples Think About It by Odell Brown and the organizers, Synthetic Substitution by Melvin Bliss, and Heaven and Hell is on Earth by the 20th Century Steel Band. And it's kind of like a little bit of an interpolation of that song, um, which I loved. The um, it, it was sampled a lot in um, in hip hop songs. Children grow and women produce. Some men do work and some do stealing. Everyone's got to make a living. Classic. The South South Bronx. That's Shabo. <laughs> <laughs> She's from the streets. <laughs> the South South Bronx. <laughs> yeah, she is. Are you kidding? She, what are you talking about? Who who better to do a Motown review than what? Jennifer Lopez? Like, are you kidding me? Because her mom used to listen to Motown records in their house. So, like, duh. Obviously, she's the the best choice for that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to the matter at hand. <laughs> so <laughs> Heaven and Hell became a top 30 hit in Australia and New Zealand. Let me find out. I honestly <laughs> have zero recollection of this song when it came out. When I looked at the video on the rewatch, I was like, I am just seeing this for the first time. Same. I remember the song. I don't remember the music video. I don't remember the song. Oh, I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the music video has Salt and Pepper performing in front of a rundown uh, brown brick wall on a flatbed truck, which seems to be in or by an abandoned building. Um, they're also performing in front of a door that says uh, 94 on it. Um, and there's throughout the music video, there's clips of people living in the inner city, mm-hmm. um, you know, struggles of inner city life. And... Um, the ladies are wearing overalls with one strap unbuttoned. And I've always wanted to make that look work for me. <laughs> so I'm going to try that again next year. Uh, okay. Anyways, at one point in the music video, we see Herbie on a payphone doing his part, his lyrics. 
And so a pay phone is like a cellular <laughs> phone, but it's there's a, a line to it and it was on the street and you would have to put quarters or coins in to make a phone call. FYI. What? Yeah, you would pay for the phone. Hence, a phone. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Today years old. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? I used to, do you remember penny loafers? Yeah. You could put coins in. I don't know why, but, um, well, I remember when pay phones would be a dime. Oh my God. It was just very useful. I always felt like, listen, if I want my penny loafers, if I get into a bind, I need to make a phone call. I can at least make two phone calls because I have dimes in my shoes. Carry on. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember pay phones. I'm far too young. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, throughout the music video, we see children's drawings depicting the lyrics of the heavy topics that, that happens in inner cities. Um, and of course, there's choreography. You have to have choreography in the to. video. And then at one point, we see some double touching happening. And then the duo called Styles, which is Wink and Didate, <laughs> they do... Um, their lyrics and they're like a little rougher right like this feels like onyx remember onyx like really onyxy yes where they're kind of like hardcore and it's like okay yes slam let the boys be boys fragile star <laughs> fragile star was in moesha in brandy's sitcom moesha and played her boyfriend her like hard rough and tumble boyfriend that she was just in love with because whatever but like yeah Mo, come on, Mo, you want to play me, Mo? Anyway, carry on. I love playing Mo's. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Onyx was not on this track. Uh, it just felt this, like the styling's up. <laughs> and the video ends with a scenario where a little boy is being pushed around by a group of guys. And then he pushes back and then runs away. He then stops and fades away into a cloud of smoke as we hear a gunshot. So it's definitely telling a message, a cautionary tale, if you will. Yeah, uh, giving us a, a glimpse into this scenario that, that many people uh, are faced with in the inner city. You know, this is Matthew Ralston, who video was a little bit more narrative, but our experience with him on this series has been very stylized, has been very sexy vibes. Sexy vibes. Um, so this was a, a bit of a, a departure for him. But uh, listen, the Aussies and the Kiwis ate it up. So, you know, good on them. Yeah. Great album. It was very necessary. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was. But, I mean, I think we should point out how groundbreaking it was for the ladies of hip-hop, where they reinvented themselves because in the Pusha days, they're, like, wearing oversized jackets and they came yes. back, they worked out, their bodies were amazing. They weren't afraid to be sexual beings. Um, they were rougher and, but yet sexual, like, uh, you know, sexy ladies as well. And it just shows how women 
are multifaceted, right? Like you be all those things and still be a legitimate artist. And um, yeah, they, it was such a reinvention for them. No, no, totally. Um, and, 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 you know, women constantly have to reinvent themselves. I feel like, you know, male artists don't necessarily have to do that to the same degree, but women do. And, you know, shout out to Salt and Pepper because they are still performing. Yes. They're in their 50s. They're still gorgeous and they're still performing and they still get to, um, they still are, you know, highly sought after artists to, you know, to perform. And I'm glad that they are still able to, you know, get those checks. I saw an interview with Peppa and Salt. They mentioned how so many times we hear of artists being taken advantage of. And especially if you're a woman, are you kidding me? Like they are, they're even going harder and trying to take advantage of you. But, you know, once their contract was up for renegotiation, they were able to basically get what they felt that they were worth. And interestingly enough, MC Hammer's brother was the one who spoke to Peppa and was basically asking her kind of like, are they giving you X, Y, Z? And then she was kind of like, no. And then he was like, you need to ask for X, Y, Z. Like you were selling millions of albums. They need to give you this. They're going to offer you this, but you need to let them know, like, no, you need to get paid your worth. And so many times we hear of situations where that's not the case. And um, I'm just, I'm just so glad that they're able to, um, really get get the get the recognition and still be able to you know kind of perform when they want to or when they need to and that that they didn't fall victim to the the pitfalls that so many other artists have to grapple with not saying that it wasn't rough i'm sure they dealt with lots of drama lots of bs of course salt was dealing with a an eating disorder um for years and you know that stuff that's not stuff that we are aware of when it's happening we're just kind of like oh my goodness yeah yeah this this is great like they're young they're they're doing it they're performing but it's like it's very Mm. taxing this entertainment industry is Mm. is not for the for the faint hearted people are not necessarily looking out for your best interests they're looking out for their own interests that you are are very integral to so they they don't care because you know cash rules everything around me so that so they don't care so cream get the money dollar dollar billies bills y'all yes yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i'm glad listen they're 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 icons highly respected paved the way for any female rapper hip-hop artist now like they have to they can't not cite Salt and Pepper as one of their inspirations. Highly respected. Shout out to them for for still being in the game and just kind of like you know kicking down these doors so um, so so other artists uh, can uh, come to to the light and shine as well. Yeah, and give us the bops. Give us the bops. Which brings us to the part of the show that we call. So, what are you listening to? So we each have 30 seconds to what? <laughs> 17 minutes. Perfect. 
um, where <laughs> we go over the song we're listening to this week. It doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. It doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. It doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. Um, so yeah, Crystal, I'm going to ask you, what are you listening to? So this week I've decided to listen to a couple things. Ooh. We spoke about Linda Lindell. So I'm listening to her version of What a Man mm. because she just really wasn't really able to shine as much because of racism, essentially. So so listening to that. Um, and I'm also listening to, and I love this song. We spoke about it very briefly here. Expression from the Black Magic album from uh, Soul and Pepper. Oh, yeah. Which was... Um, you know, I used to remember like you only live once and you're not coming back. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, you're living one time, so live it up. The backing vocal it gave me very Shaka Khan, mm. which I loved. Um, and that artist is her name is Jackie McGee. And fun fact about her, she later would be a part of the Family Stand, but I don't think she was part of the Ghetto Heaven recording but um used to love that song by the family stand mm -hmm. oh good wow and then also wanted to say that i i liked that song too because it reminded me of um it was the night it was like 1990 so it wasn't it was right into that you know we were going into the era of the 90s so it had that like a little bit of the 80s like the leftover 80s but it was really like not it was we're going to you know, we're going on a new journey. And it also reminded me of the Madonna Express Yourself song. And I liked how that had, you know, obviously similar themes. The fight has been going on for like decades. I and know. it's still, you know, the fact that we're still not there is mind boggling. But I do have faith that, you know, one day we will get there. So, yeah. That is what I am listening to. Nice. But you know what? Let me ask you this. What's that? What are you listening to? Oh, um, you caught me off guard. I didn't realize you were going <laughs> to ask me that. Well, I'm listening to two things. Mm -hmm. uh, first one, it's based on the salt and pepper lyrics where uh, Peppa goes, you know, oh, that don't make me. Right? <laughs> yes. And so I'm listening to Summer Walker and um, her song, Just Might, because the lyric goes, I just might be a hoe. Love is a losing game. I might just be a hoe. And it's such a <laughs> great. No, no, Crystal. It's such a good song. <laughs> I'm not familiar. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm not familiar. I was going to pretend, but I'm actually not familiar. <laughs> um, so it's. It's Summer Walker featuring uh, Party Next Door, okay. which we love them. And um, yeah, it's off her album, Over It. And it's, that's that's actually a really good album. So if you haven't listened to Summer Walker, um, yeah, check out Just Might. Um, so that's one song I'm listening to. And then, of course, um, because we were covering Salt and Pepper, it reminded me of the song Freedom the theme from the Panther soundtrack in 1995. Do you remember this? Yes! Um, yes! It had a chorus of over 60 
African-American female artists. Yes! R&B and hip hop. Um, I remember there was two versions of it. There was one that really focused on the R&B singers. And so we had SWV, Vanessa Williams, Michelle and Diggle Cello, Mary, Shawnee, mm-hmm. TLC, Aaliyah, Black Girl, Escape, Brownstone, Monica, and Vogue. Like the list goes on and on. The list goes um, on. And that yeah. was amazing uh, because again, I love a choir. Yeah. <laughs> I love a chorus. Yeah. Um, and then there was the the hip hop version um, that featured Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, uh, Yo-Yo, MC Light, Patra, and Michelle and Diego Cello, among others. And that was such a great song, which I can't find on streaming. Like, I can't find it on Apple Music or Spotify. Oh, really? Definitely. It's going to be on the YouTubes, but I'm definitely going to buy the CD and get that, um, you know, digitized because that that song is fucking amazing. So I, I love that you that you mentioned that because I think about that song probably like once a month. So good. It's kind of like the 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 female version of uh, Black Men United, which was for Jason's lyric soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a video for this too. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. There was two videos. There was one that focused on the R&B artists, and the the other one that focused, so focused good. on the rap only version. So good. Black and white. And yeah, just seeing all those women together. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. The power. I was looking up the wiki on that and the recording took uh, place directly after the American Music Awards of 1995. Amazing. So check it out if you have it. Well, and check it out on the YouTube channel uh, playlist. Matter of fact, only check it out on the R&B podcast YouTube page. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh my God, this was a great great uh show i love covering salt and pepper and it was such a great throwback i had a great time good stuff good stuff we love you salt and pepper we can't wait to see what you do next i don't know why my voice sounds like this (laughs) i'm a creep creepy yes (laughs) (laughs) well that does it for this edition of remember music videos uh we want to thank everyone who gave us a listen a huge thank you to salt and pepper and spinderella for giving us something to talk about our theme music is by audrey harris culver of lady socket and if you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today you can find them on our youtube channel and facebook and give us a follow on instagram and tiktok at rmv podcast just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory but that could change so keep checking if you have any thoughts or if you have a favorite video you'd like us to discuss go ahead and send us an email at rememberMusicVideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, subscribe, and feel free to give us a rating. Five stars only. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. bye. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. He's coming this way. Ooh.